Listener Production. Like a milkman from the olden days, delivering milk to your place at 5am every morning. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. So I couldn't help but share a smile with the uh, doubles champions over the weekend, Alex Dyson of the mm. Australian Open. Just see Matthew Ebdenov of Australia, who had teamed up with Rohan Bopana from India, who is just the... Oh, Cheeky 43 years old. Did you see this guy? 43 and still rocking it. He became the oldest first time number one at the age of 43. This is the first time he's been number one. Man. He's, bro, he's got the saltiest beard I've seen. He's out there carving up the doubles court. Meanwhile, I'm 38, hurts when I sneeze. Ugh. And he is just whipping the aces back and forth. Loved it. I love old sports people. Man, it's just like still. Bro, it made me honestly think. I was like, I got five years. Yeah, exactly. I still can got time. still do. Me and you on the court. We should play each other in tennis sometime. I I played Adam Spencer in chess over the weekend. <gasps> How'd you go? A three minute game. He would have held <laughs> you up. That is a smart man. Absolutely pulled my shorts down and gave me. Quite the spank on the body. <laughs> All right, honestly, it was embarrassing. We'll, we'll find out a bit more about Matt O'Kai's weekend <laughs> up next. We've also got Bron coming in for some clickfish. It should be a fun show. Let's dive in. All day breakfast. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, do you want to go first, Alex Dyson? I was just going to ask how your weekend was, man. Ah, <laughs> do you know what I was actually up to? Over the weekend? Yes, uh, hanging out in the uh, in the little corporate box at the uh, Test Cricket. Oh, you would yeah. d- tell you what, it was pretty stinking hot over the <laughs> over the weekend, and you were in that air conditioning in the corporate box, Matt O'Kine. Oh, Unbelievable. Adam Spencer had said that he'd uh, picked up a box at a charity auction about three years ago <laughs> in the midst of COVID. Never cashed it in. Uh, it was supposed to be for the Ashes, then eventually... Australia versus West Indies, three years later, and um, i got to tell you what, I was not struggling, sitting in the air con, mm. sipping the skewies, eating the Morton Bay bugs and the oysters. Tell you what. Well, who were you going for? Because Australia versus West Indies, I mean, obviously you're an Aussie, yeah. but you were also quite good friends with the West Indian team ever since they came past and partied at your dad's nightclub, Club Afro-Carib. And then partied at our house. That's right. 1988-89 tour. Um, but no, it was good. Uh, Adam Spencer telling me, cause he's, you know, big on the AI wave at the moment. He's really reading into it. Just hearing some of the things that he's got to say about, you know, what's happening. He was also saying, he's just a little side note that I thought might be interesting. He was also saying that that he does like this um the cor- host this Australian cybersecurity corporate every week every, every year oh, every year no <laughs> I mean lots say. happening in cybersecurity but you know how scams are getting they're getting so good and I've I have naively my whole life because I grew up you know at the mm-hmm. dawn of the internet mm. I've always been at the forefront of beating scams and I'm like oh I got to make sure the dad doesn't get scammed yeah it is starting to occur to me that I am now a dad. Uh-oh. And I, Sophia's going to be rolling her eyes at you. It's like, oh, dad's just getting I'm, scammed again. Yeah, I'm entering full-blown scammable territory from this point on in my life. Like, once you hit 40, 
they just have their eyes on you, bro. I think so, someone recently is telling me that they were a bit worried because they did the DNA test. Is it the 23andMe? Is that what it's called? Who mm-hmm. had a data hack on, on their website? I didn't know oh. for months. Like, you know, as far as your sensitive information, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, my DNA is pretty <laughs> sensitive. This ain't just, you know, CVV number. This is, <laughs> this is your buddy. This is what's in your board. The, the hackers well, have got it. They're saying that the he, they got Adam the blueprint saying, to you. <laughs> Adam was saying that the scam of the day at the moment is happening in America, so we're usually about a year behind, apparently. Mm. And the scams is that you'll get offered a job. Like let's imagine you get this job somewhere. You know, it's a big sure. bank, international company. Yep. Or, you know, or there's quite a lot of levels to it. You get your entry level job. Well, not us. We're podcasters, but no, people no. who are good at that no. stuff. You can barely call what we do a job, um, <laughs> other than just idiots complaining um, <laughs> regularly on the reg, but, um, but so you'll get your job and then you'll get an email from someone within the company, a few tiers up from you, mm-hmm. right. That will say, Hey, just wanted to welcome you on your first day. Congratulations. So excited to have you in the company. Here is a so-and-so gift card as a way of, you know, saying thanks for being a part of the company. And the problem is the email will look like it's from the company mm-hmm. It'll be named as someone who you know is actually higher up in the company. And you'll think, that is so nice. They, it's my first day. They've wanted to welcome me. You're clicking on the gift card. Then suddenly your details are in there and blah, blah, blah. And it's all, it's all over. And it does it. And it's not even a person. It's just a bot that scans LinkedIn for all the information about when you're going to start and, and who, who's a few tiers above you and all that sort of stuff. And it just figures it all out. And boom, the scam has happened before you get started. So there you go. Keep an eye out. Never accept any gift cards from anyone ever. Mm. So what about you or your weekend? Go on. What happened to you? Um, my weekend was good. I had a good time. I mean, it was an interesting weekend because now that sort of the hottest 100, um, is separate from Australia day. Now we have two days, um, for haters to be out and about in the (laughs) comment sections. So So it was quite an interesting (laughs) interesting weekend. Yeah. I just, I just found it funny. Cause like on the 26th, um, my beloved Collingwood magpies popped out a little Instagram post that said, you know, we pay respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians on a day, which, you know, for many can be difficult and probably a few of their employees are feeling that way. Mm. Um, given there's some very talented indigenous footballers at the club. I did, I opened the comments and it oh, was. Oh, you, wait, oh, okay. You didn't, you didn't comment. No, but I opened You didn't put yourself it out there. somewhat predictable. The, the number one, um, comment was keep politics out of sport, you know, just keep it, yeah. keep it away, which yeah. I find, find like, I, I think I've said this, I said this before. Like, I don't mind if you, if you. I don't mind what you think as long as it's consistent, you know, it's when it's hypocrisy and one of the best things that the Collingwood Football Club does every year. And one of the things that the supporters love the most, the Anzac Day match versus Mm. the Essendon Bombers. The last post is played, tribute is paid to the incredible Australian men and women who protect us and go out and, you know, put their life on the line and that sort of thing. And it's great. And we all, it's just one of those powerful moments where we sit and reflect on those we've lost, those currently serving. And there's no complaints about politics in sport when it's governments who send these Australians off to war, you know, when that, when Mm. it comes to that, when it comes to this day, ah, we should keep politics out of sport. I thought that was quite ironic. Mm. 
And of course, then the next day, uh, Triple J Hottest 100, which I thought was a really great town town. I'd heard about 20% of the songs, but I liked a lot of them. A lot of mm. um, diverseness of uh, sound. Diversity, I think. Is the word diversity of sound. Oh, I'm pretty diverseness. sure it's diverseness. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yep. But, G, yeah, um, G Flip breaking the record. I know most yeah. songs in the Hottest 100. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, that was a massive one. Well done to them. And, but then, of course, as it is every time, you go in the comments and, yeah, there's a few should have been hires, but then, yeah, we there's a bit of vitriol coming out as well. And after those two days... It sort of made me realize, like, coming and doing this podcast, one of the great things about it is our audience want to be here. <laughs> so, mm, yeah, you've actively, you've actively gone out of your way to, like, yeah. listen to us. It's not like an incidental situation where you're listening in the car and you flick mm. over a radio station. You, you, you have chosen to be here. So, like, even, like, if you see the comments or the, the ratings on our podcast thing, on the iTunes thing, they're really great. Whenever we post a photo, everyone's really quite nice, except sometimes when it comes to Matt's hair or something. But... After this weekend, all I know now are really angry and offensive comment sections. Well, I mean, no, you know why? Because the hate machine is, is, is that's, that's where the money's at. That's where the profit is at. It's true. You know, you, you got like, that's people build their whole careers on, on hate now. So I I think we need to change it up. Yeah. No, I'm sick of it. You listening are quite simply too nice. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I know. Imagine you just you. Everyone's used to doing this. You, we feel left out. We want a, <laughs> we want a spiteful comment section. All right. Yes. Oh, are you suggesting that we get? Yeah. <laughs> you want? I want to. I want to post a photo. Let's do this. Okay. Hang on. Let's do this today. We'll put up a really nice photo. Us smiling. We'll say g'day, guys. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the pod. Yeah. I want you to absolutely <laughs> go at us. Destroy like. Yeah. Release the shackles. <laughs> just let it out. Because there's a lot of hate. I'm sure we've all got a bit of hate in us. Just let it out. Well, why are all these other haters having the fun? We're sitting back here, <laughs> nice, polite people. When we dislike something, we just quietly turn it off. I smell toast. Matt, you, you would have seen Barbie, the film, haven't you? Do you know what? I actually haven't. Um, oh, neither have I. I. Feel, <laughs> I feel guilty because... Yeah. And you know what else I haven't seen? Saltburn. Can someone please tell me what that movie is even about? Apparently there's something uh, pretty I just hear about it. people humping the ground at a, like a grave and I just hear there's lots of like stuff like that. But I, 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 through all the noise, mm. I don't actually know what it's about. Mm. Well, I guess we don't know whether Margot was snubbed or not either because we haven't Bron- seen it. You liked it though, Bron, didn't you? Yeah, I did like it. Definite snub. Definite yeah, snub. Okay. I would yeah, say. Yeah, fair enough. I did see this one girl on TikTok saying that, yeah, you can you can be angry that Margot's performance was snubbed because it was such a great performance. But <laughs> she was saying it's interesting, like, because if Margot got in, then another wonderful performance for best female actor in a film would be left out of the nominations. And so it's... You can de-snub Margot, but then snub someone else. And so it's a, a female performance getting things. So it's not a, Someone's getting snubbed. Yeah. What Someone misses out. That other performances. Anyway, I thought it was quite interesting. But we, I guess we can't have an opinion on it. The only thing we know for sure is after the success of Barbie, toy maker Mattel has sniffed a cash cow, Matt. Oh, a little bit of cha-ching. <laughs> do, you, do you know how many movies that are coming up are based on toys now? 
Oh, I no. This is for real. I, I I was a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, so I'm I'm on board any of these. Yeah, well, they're all going for it now. Um, Lena Dunham is involved in a new Polly Pocket film. Oh, I don't think I know Polly Pocket. No, you remember Mighty Max? Mighty Max, Mighty Max. Oh, uh, yes. There's a little, it's like a, an ocean clam opens up, except it's a small house and there's Polly Pocket in there. She, you can walk her around the Mighty Max. It was, and you can I don't eat, know, a jungle. chew her clothes when you're a kid. Oh. You can eat her clothes? Well, you're not meant to, but everyone just <laughs> <laughs> chew her clothes. You're like in so, South uh, Korea sorry. where they're eating fried toothpicks? Sorry, sorry. Um, Bron, everyone would just eat her clothes or you would just eat her clothes? <laughs> no, everyone would. <laughs> oh, I okay. swear. Everyone would. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is doing an adult take on Barney the Dinosaur. Oh, wow. So Barney is going to be an actual dinosaur. I don't know, but the comment CGI here in the Guardian dinosaur? article about it saying that the new, new Barney canon will lean into millennial angst. <laughs> Which is pretty incredible. I guess the, I guess the dinosaurs had like the comet that hit the earth and we've just had, you know, multiple once in a lifetime stock market crashes and never get into the housing market or that sort of thing. And JJ Abrams is promising to bring out an emotional grounded and gritty film based on Hot Wheels, the cars. What are they? I mean, are they going to be big sized Hot Wheels or are they actually going to be small, tiny Hot Wheels? I'm just imagining a cross between the movie Cars and Fast and the Furious. It's got to be. I'm totally imagining Fast and Furious. And when it, I mean, Fast and the Furious already got quite ridiculous when was it Vince Diesel drives to the moon or something? <laughs> Again, like Barbie, I haven't seen it, unfortunately. But I do know Vin Diesel snubbed for an Oscar. From Fast 10, honestly. <laughs> it's, hey, it's an absolute travesty. Bron, I'm looking at Reddit here. Someone says, I used to chew, in brackets, not actually eat, Polly Pocket clothes when I was young. Nothing I've ever eaten since has the, had the type of satisfaction I got from these. I'm telling you. And there is a lot of people in the comment section saying, yes, queen. Um, Good work. So did I. Good work. So there um, you But go. the biggest one, Matt, mm-hmm. they're making a Bob the Builder film. Do you know who it's going to be Ooh. produced by? Uh, that's right. Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> Jenny from the block <laughs> is going to be pulling some strings and making sure that a new film about the world's favorite construction worker, Bob the Builder, <laughs> making it to the big screen. Is Jenny going to play Bob a la Margot and Barbie? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Please it's apparently let Jenny a bit be... of a spin-off of the original series. The film's plot will see Roberto, a.k.a. Bob, travel to Puerto Rico for a major construction job where he takes on issues affecting the island and digs deeper into what it means to build. <laughs> <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez is doing it. Yeah, well, it says it's going to celebrate the vibrant and colourful textures of the Caribbean Latin nations and their people. And, um... It's going to be written by Felipe Vargas, whose most recent film was a body horror short set in an orphanage plagued by a shadowy fairy who collects more than just the children's teeth. Okay, that sounds awful. That sounds awful. We can't have kids rocking up to Bob the Builder. He's like, I'm going to build you a coffin. <laughs> no, hopefully it's not as scary as that. But um, it's coming, coming through. And it'll be interesting to see how J-Lo, you know, incorporates it. 
Well, um, Bob the Builder's, what's his, what was his um, motto? Was it? He yes, went number we one can. with a song, Bob the Builder, can we Yes, we it? can. What is, what is, can we fix it? Yes, we can. That's it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But they're not actually using that song for the theme tune of this new movie, Matt. Well, because Bob the Builder, yes, we can in Spanish is si podemos. Okay. Well, they're not using it so, either in English or in Spanish. All right. In fact, we've actually managed to get our hands on the song that they're going to be using to show what, you know, has happened to Bob the Builder. He used to be building and now he's like a famous actor mm. in this film. And we've, we've actually managed to get the record label to send over an advanced copy of this JLo produced song. It's pretty incredible. Let's have a listen. Don't be fooled because my bank account's filled. I'm still, I'm still Bob that can build. Used to be a tradie, now I work in film. No matter where I go, I still like to yell cut. From Uber Earth to movie scripts, Bunnings trips, my new trailer's slightly diff. I was hauling, now I'm Hollywood. I'm one versatile mofo. I still enjoy a smoko. Thank the Academy. Winning Emmys, drink iced coffee, still knocking off the three. Don't be fooled, cause my bank account's filled. I'm still, I'm still Bob the can build. Used to be a tradie, now I work in film. No matter where I go, I sink my teeth into a roll. Yes. Oh, I love it. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Click fish. Click fish. With producer Bron. Yes, she's our sacrificial fisherman who goes out and clicks on the worst clickbait articles of the week. To help pique our interest. G'day, Bron. Hello. Um, can I ask you, mm. do you know Ice Spice? Yep. Has Ice Spice, have I, is it, Ice Spice been around for a while? I mean, I've heard of Ice Spice. I, I believe I tried to talk about Ice Spice on this podcast a little while ago and you kind of got angry about something. You were like, it was, it was some, it was some weird, like, why, why, why did I, do you remember why I spoke about a Daiso? Was there beef with Taylor or something? Oh, there was something. Anyway, I was just browsing some New Music Friday and um, Ice Spice's new song came up. Um, it's third in, the, third in it behind Kobe D, the Kid Leroy. I listened to Justice Tame Impala first. That was pretty cool. One night, all night. Ice Spice's new song is called Think You The Sh with an apostrophe on the I and then a T. With then brackets, fart. <laughs> Have you heard it yet? Think you the shit part. Is that it? Brackets. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh. But <laughs> the I actual, I listened to it. The actual line is, you think you're the shit. You're not even the fart. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? Yeah. She this can't get so, away is, with it. It's <laughs> a new sing, song, isn't it? It's pretty good. I'm not, I, I don't, it's not often you see um, <laughs> fart in a song title that's not like from the some weird Al Yankovic. He <laughs> released exactly. DVDs around the turn of the millennium. <laughs> Do you like the song? Oh, it wasn't great. But I actually just really love that you could just, you could do whatever you want, really, can't you, in this world yeah. and become good at, good at what you do and popular and get um, a following. I remember that the reason why we talked about Ice Spice is because there was beef with Matt Healy, uh. um, who Ice Spice was having a go at, and then there was, because she'd collabed with Taylor, and 
um, etc. I remember now. So, um, so Bron, what about you? What about uh, you know your weekend? It was good. We had a housewarming slash hottest one hundred party. We called it a housewarmest one hundred. <laughs> Ooh, um, <laughs> very fun. Very good times. Although you just mentioned off air, someone didn't enjoy the top three as much as um, well, as much as they could have. There was one attendee who put like an obscene amount of five hundred dollars on um, rhyme dust to come in the top three. Which came... how much were they set to win? I don't Not even think the much. odds weren't nah, that great because it was it was the highest to win. Yeah. So to get in the top three, it would have been just like, oh, I'm going to try and make fifty bucks or something like that. Um, so rhyme dust forth. is that song that goes <laughs> rhyme dust exactly yes rhyme dust. Yes. Okay, that's yeah, exactly cool. it. Yes. Um, well, Doja Cat, of course, taking out the top spot. Hey, Daiso, did you go to Bronze House Warmest? No. Nah. Did you not get the invite, or did you just you have something better? You were invited. No, I did get the invite, <laughs> and I remember I got the invite. I just to declined come. to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is nice. I'm hoping for something else, and not just... Well, a, I went just... to a house party in my suburb. Yeah, that's always going to take which, the win, isn't it? I mean, it? Bron, right, I, I love you, but I tell you what. If you And if you were living in my suburb, I would have gone to yours as well. So there you go. Yeah, the burbs really, oh, it's not good sometimes. If I was going to bronze, it would have had to be a hottest 1,000 to make it there in time for the number one song. <laughs> <laughs> Such is the commute. Um, Bron, don't listen to these inner city snobs. Um, I'm with you in the burbs. And it is great if you like walking long distances to catch a bus. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> on uneven ankle-breaking footpaths, um, yeah. if if at all. But we Bron, got a click. We got a click. Well, no, I was going to say, do you freak out when you've invited people over to your party, like in your new house? Are you kind of like, are you still in protective mode? Not really. Okay, cool. Everyone, and everyone was pretty tame, to be honest. But there was a lot yeah, of cornhole nice. going on. Actually, it was kind of a tame party because we Cornhole? Did, yeah, you throw like... Bean bags into oh a, those sacks yeah, yeah cool cornhole we played Jeopardy which we spelt with three J's um, <laughs> because of the countdown um, yeah quite tame but it was fun it was really good quite tame in parlor okay good one well, um, well let us know about the uh, um, I've been listening to eventually actually that was a good song um, let us know about what you've been clicking in, in all of that so this is from news.com headline iconic 90s sitcom star now unrecognizable oh there's yeah. always one of these I, I clicked on this and I was like ah <laughs> oh, that's not the iconic type of sitcom star that I was thinking of was it the older brother from home improvement no I, I didn't know this person do you know what it should have been should have been nudge who is that nudge from hey dad that then, then I would have been like, "All right, let's find out what Nudge looks like." But it wasn't Nudge; it was someone else. It was Ruby Wax. I know. Who? Who's you, that? I I well. didn't know before this either. But apparently, <laughs> she was on a sitcom called Girls on Top, which I've <laughs> never heard never of heard of. She's in the Royal Shakespeare Company. No, look, Ruby Wax is by by all means an absolute icon. Of English comedy, right. but it's just I don't know whether that cut through to Australia in the way that you would then still want to click on 
how unrecognisable she is at this stage. Yeah, those kind of stories, they really help if you know what they look like originally. <laughs> yeah. God, it helps. <laughs> but it was basically that she looked different when she was 40, um, when she's now 70. Um, <laughs> and, I know, like... And it was because also she had taken a video of herself um, on selfie mode mm. after getting out of the ocean, wet hair, no makeup, compared to, you at know... At 70. At 70, compared to studio lighting, professional hair and makeup when she was 40. So- <laughs> also, can I add, and not that it's worth anything... She still like she looks great for seventy. Mm. Straight out of the water. She she's looks amazing. Like yeah, like I mean, what what? I don't understand. This is a weird thing about these articles. She volunteered the footage. You know, it's, it's not like she has been hiding away and no one knows what she looks like. She right, as in just... like she got papped and it's like, <laughs> haha, we caught you looking <laughs> like you look. Yeah, she, she literally went. This is how I look, and everyone went, ha ha. It's how you The look. journalists start going, <laughs> stop typing away at the emails. <laughs> Quickly, to the computers. So, yeah, um, well done. Another another piece of fantastic <laughs> journalism. Which, unfortunately, instead of one click, got two, Matt, because you clicked on it as well. I so, clicked on it as well. Again, and not only that, we talked about it. Exactly. So, once again, completing the last piece of the human centipede that is modern day journalism is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We eat the crap and poop it out to you. <laughs> so there you go. You think you're the shh. You're not even the fuck. <laughs> That's right. what I have to say to the person who wrote that article. Yeah, you think you're the shit. You're not even the fart. So cop that. All right. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. We are back for another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, there's going to be, that's such a primary school thing as well. Like you remember those ones? I am rubber, you are glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. It's, oh, God, people are going to be using that. Um, all right, well, f- feel free to also tell us your um, your sweet primary school burns <laughs> that you used to dish out uh, in the schoolyard. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Matt and Alex, bye-bye. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.